Ever feel like your problems are too big for you to handle? Stick with us, and we'll show you that it's not the end of the world. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is Bearing Up, the podcast on Christian encouragement. I'm Zach, saluting to my... Whichever direction this is going to be uh, <laughs> is Logan Bruce, uh, the other host of this show. Anyway, how are you, Logan? <laughs> I'm great, man. I'm ready to roll tonight. I'm excited. It's been a long week. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, my wife's getting more pregnant every day, and uh, <laughs> and it's just getting more fun every day to see what what new challenge is going to pop up, and uh, we're, we're loving life, but I... I love, I'm ready for this. I'm ready. Let's roll. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say it is since we're on the day that we're recording is veterans day. And so I just personally wanted to say thank you to our veterans. My dad is a, is a veteran served in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm thankful for him and others like him Absolutely. Uh, today. Uh, you're watching this a week later, but uh, today as we're recording this. Um, I am thankful. Um, so I, I just wanted to mention that here uh, at the beginning. But we're going to talk about something that has been on my mind quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it is emotional maturity. And so if you saw the tab, if you saw the title before you clicked on this podcast, you know what we're going to be talking about. But um, emotional maturity... Uh, is very interesting, and we can look at it from a lot of different perspectives. Um, But there's a website, and I really do not agree with a lot of the things that they are uh, perpetuating. But some of the things that they do, you know, it's just like with anything. You you eat the meat, spit out the bones. Uh, They have a test. Uh, It's called the School of Life, and they have a test on emotional maturity i'm going to provide a link uh to an article about this and it's going to include a video on the bottom uh which is sort of the basis for this episode today we're going to be kind of talking about the same things that are in that video but this test is just one question and that question is when someone on whom you depend on emotionally lets you down disappoints you or leaves you hanging and uncertain. What is your characteristic way of responding? So that is that's the question of the day, right? As as we're going to talk about this, here's the question of the day. But I want to add to that not just when somebody who you depend on emotionally lets you down. I'm going to add whenever there is a conflict or a stressor in your life what is your characteristic way of responding? So it's not just when somebody lets you down or disappoints you or leaves you hanging, but when you find yourself in a difficult uh, place. Sure. Um, Before we start diving into this and looking at each one of these things, um, I'm going to ask you, Logan, to confess some things. (laughs) I just did it last week. I'm just I will (laughs) I will too, though. So I, it, it's not going to be just you. No, but um, 
when when you are stressed out, you know, what is your typical response? Or when somebody disappoints you or something like that, what is what is usually your response? And and I'm not I'm not asking you to necessarily admit that well, you you know, I always I always do this thing and it's really bad sure. and I mean you may handle stress pretty well sometimes. I don't. Okay. <laughs> um now I'm not um you know, we're gonna dive into more of like what are the potential, you know, categories of this. But uh I for sure ignore it. Um I for sure try to avoid stress. Um I, I mean I do that in every form. Uh, in every area of my life, um, sometimes worse than others, but, uh, and I think I've said something to that effect on, on this show before. Um, but you, you have this stressor and my initial reaction is if I ignore it, it will go away. And, uh, that never works, but I will keep trying. I'm just kidding. But, um, but generally speaking, that's my initial reaction is I'm going to just try to remove myself. I'm, I'm, if, if I ignore this, um, you know, a prime example is stuff at work, you know, um, there's this big pile of tractor parts that I have to sort through. Well, I'll ignore it and it'll just disappear. (laughs) But yeah, no, that is not the case. Well, yeah. And, and I feel like particularly me uh i get angry uh, a lot of the time uh but the way that i handle that anger oftentimes is to as typical of the enneagram nine to be asleep to it you know mm-hmm. to like try to ignore it and sure you know i i feel like i do a pretty good job with those who are closest to me, if I have an issue, you know, I will talk to them about it. Right. Uh, and I don't like try to pretend like they're going to like somehow realize that I'm upset about it. You know, sure. We're going to talk about this, you know, these types of responses. Uh, but I feel like typical of me, I get angry, but the way that I handle that anger is sometimes to distance but when I'm really close to a person, I'm usually pretty good at calmly, you know, communicating that 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 really bothered me. Well, with somebody you know how to communicate with easier, yeah, it is easier. And it comes so, easier. <clears throat> um, you know, and, and I've I've said this about you know my relationship with my wife. You know, that's this is one of the things my withdrawing is one of the things that like she does not like, and I that's totally yeah. understandable. And I understand that, but I've gotten better. I believe I've gotten better at having that, having that conversation as opposed to ignoring it and moving on from it. Um, I'm trying to get better about it. Um, but, uh, you know, stress is not an easy thing to just, Oh, I can just change the way I react to this. And (laughs) it doesn't work that way either. Right. But we can learn and we can develop, we can grow. Correct. And that's kind of what we're we're trying to uh, talk about when we talk about emotional maturity. Just as our bodies mature, just as our attitude may mature, uh, you know, we act differently as we mature. Our emotional maturity uh, mm-hmm. is something that we can develop. 
So again, that question, you know, maybe you aren't really sure about how you respond, or maybe you're just kind of thinking about, you know, where I am in this, and am I really emotionally mature or am I immature? And I know that for some of you, I might just be taking a hammer and just pounding your toes uh, because there are individuals and it's not really anybody's fault, perhaps, um, but the circumstances that they are in or have been in have caused them to develop emotional maturity much slower. Mm -hmm. uh, and it doesn't, that's not an intellectual thing. It has nothing to do with intellect or smarts. It has nothing to do with like mental health. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with any of that regard. Mm -hmm. It's about handling and how we handle our emotions. Uh, and so that develops very differently than mental health and physical health and, and other things of that nature. Sure. So uh, the three primary types of responses that we can measure ourselves in, if you, if you want to, and, and again, we're going to include this video but it's also in the the other link about that has the article. Uh, we're going to leave that in the description. Uh, you know the the guy that's talking. He says you you may want to rate yourself. Try to rate yourself on a scale from one to ten about where you are and like what you do. So the the first way that people respond when somebody lets them down or disappoints them, or they find some kind of great conflict or stressor in their life, is to sulk. We sulk. Um, and sulking is kind of like having the feeling of being upset, but not communicating why you're upset. And the way that this is kind of equated, if we think about in terms of maturity, when you have a small child that's not verbal yet, mm -hmm. and they cry and they... You know, they have, you know, they're, they're crying and they're trying to communicate and they can't because they don't have words yet. And the parents have to sort of guess what's wrong with them. So, like, Graham's four now. You know, he's he's a wonderful communicator. And sometimes he, he does these, like, three or four syllable words, sometimes more. And, and I'm like, well, that was a big word for you. But he, I mean, it happens all the time. Like, he has a really great vocabulary for a four-year-old. Uh, the other day, he said something about, he, he said some kind of term, and he says, that's the species of it. And I was like, okay. That's cool. But, yeah. But uh, there was a time where Graham was not using words yet, and I just had to guess. Like, is he hungry? Is he tired? You know, what is it? But unfortunately, they're individuals that are adults and maybe you've hurt them somehow and maybe you didn't even realize that you hurt them but all of a sudden they sulk and they maybe it's like a little hissy fit maybe it's some kind of you know you can tell they're they're off-putting towards you and things like that and but they're not giving you any information to go off of right so there are individuals and I know individuals, adults, that respond in that way, mm -hmm. characteristically. <clears throat> and I'll say, Zach, that it's way easier to see that from the outside than if you are the person who's doing it. 
Right. Um, and, and I may be jumping ahead of you, but you know, that's, you know, it's, this is not an attack. If you, if you later think, well, that maybe that's me, you know, this is, but that's the idea is you want to be able to acknowledge your, and this is for all of these acknowledge that. Yeah, I do that and react in a more mature way. That's why we're talking about this. But I, I just thought that was something to remember if you feel like that's somebody else, they probably don't realize that they're acting like a three-year-old. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and let me say too, and maybe we should have prefaced this. There is there is an, a counter side to each one of these things. We're going to talk about that in the second half of this episode. But there is a counter side to each one of these things. So there's going to be a counter side to sulking. There's right. going to be an area of strength that is opposite of this where we grow towards, right? And so if we recognize ourselves having any of these these bad qualities, they're poor, immature qualities is what they are. So I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to tiptoe around that. I mean, these are qualities we should not have. To, to well, sulk is not a helpful thing uh, in, in regards to relationships. And, and it's not helpful to tiptoe around it either. Um, yeah. You know, this is, we don't, we don't mean to discourage anything other than un, unchristlike behavior. <laughs> right, right. And I don't so. think, I don't think sulking and not communicating with people and holding grudges and stuff, it's not Christ-like. Correct. Right. Jesus, so, Jesus removed himself. He got angry and we'll talk, I don't know, we could talk about that. That, that could be a whole thing. But Jesus does remove himself, but it's in a healthy way where he's handled the situation, then he removes himself. He gets angry, but it's to deal with the situation. So we'll we'll cross those bridges. I, mean, I may be jumping your gun here. I'm sorry, Zach. Yeah, you're good. We're going to move to the next one, and that is about anger, right? The, the next response, uh, characteristic response that people have sometimes when somebody disappoints them, I'm going to reemphasize these points again. You know, it leaves you hanging or uncertain. Um, you know, they get angry. And this is a gut reaction. Um, and there are some times that, you know, you may be talking about something and something doesn't work out the way that they want to. And so they play the blame game. Right. You know, they, they like blame people for like things that maybe they did or maybe there were things that, were just circumstantial that nobody could really help. Right. You know, like somebody might get mad at you because you didn't call them or you didn't show up to some place, but you had a family emergency. Correct. Right? You had a family emergency. You have to deal with that. Right. But they get mad at you. They get angry at you. And and maybe maybe you do this to somebody. Maybe you find yourself, you know, being very quick to anger and you get mad over small things. Um and so that again is a sign of emotional immaturity to, to find ourselves being quick to anger. The Bible talks a lot about being quick to anger. You know, we should not be quick to anger. Uh, you know, and that, that power is, or that, that power and that kind of assaulting attitude uh, of anger or wrath or rage <laughs> It's it's a cover for the hurt that needs to be dealt with in the right way. Um, you know, whether it's a stress or a betrayal or a disappointment or something like that, there is a mature way to handle it 
rather than to lash out in anger towards people. Correct. Well, and that's <clears throat> that's where, you know, you kind of... Anger is such an interesting um, emotion because I would venture to say that it's... Well, it's one of the only emotions that can be classified in a positive and a negative category. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. A lot of the times our natural anger falls in that negative category because it's unrighteous, it's sometimes probably unjustified, and it comes from a place of hatred rather than love. And I think that that's, when you get when you start talking about anger, that's where it boils down to, is where is it coming from? Uh, Jesus' outburst in the temple was more about his love for God and his love for God's house and his love for God's people than it was hatred for the people there. It, it, he didn't hate those people at all. But he outburst in an angry way against them. So it even it talks about Jesus being angry. So that when we get with anger, we I think that distinction needs to be clearly made. That there is a fine line between righteous anger and hatred. Which is, I think, a lot of times where our anger, at least the natural human anger from people, comes from. Maybe not pure hatred, but uh, right. in a way that's like... I don't like you or what you're doing rather right. than I love this and I love you and you need some tough love. But yeah, I mean, there's Jesus felt righteous anger. It's not necessarily always going to be. And I feel that we, we also can be angry. We can be right. angry about sin. We can be sure. angry about, you know, somebody's talking about my God in that way, you mm -hmm. know, and, you know, and, and we can, have that kind of anger but i think that the way that this question is phrased points to the fact that we are doing this in response not to somebody that has desecrated the lord's house right. or you know or you know uttered blasphemies or anything like that the question was when someone on whom you depend on emotionally lets you down disappoints you or leaves you hanging and uncertain, or if you experience a conflict or a stressor, these are all things concerning ourselves. Correct. Right? Somebody's and, like, uh, hurt me in some way. Well, and I think that's why it's important to make sure we dis make that distinction. Exactly. That yeah. this that's what this is. This falls neatly into the unhealthy anger category, or the right. unrighteous anger category. Because of what we've led this all up to be that there's nothing about the situation we've described that should allow us that warrants anger. Right. You know, they, they hit me. So I'm gonna hit them back even harder. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's kind of like what well, this response is. Somebody has hurt me. So I'm going to retaliate with anger. I'll take vengeance on them. Uh, I'll respond with, with rage, with malice. Well, and a lot of, um, it's very easy for us to compare this with kids because kids are immature. Um, this morning, yeah. this morning, I mean this morning, like <laughs> hours ago, uh, I was getting my daughter out of bed and uh, my wife was off today. And so I was just getting her out to take her to the couch. She's going to start watching her Barbie show and I was going to get her lunch ready. Uh, she did not want that angry. I mean, just hateful screams coming out of her, this is my cute little four-year-old's mouth, and she was hitting me on the shoulder, 
like just angry. Now she's half awake, and so I'm not. I don't hold that against her. And she wouldn't really comprehend what was going on. She just wanted her mommy, and she knew somebody was taking her away from her. Um, but that's the basic childlike reaction that this you're hurting me, and I'm mad, and I'm gonna swing and yeah. hit you, and I'm gonna scream in your face. And I sat her on the couch, and I said, "Here's your Barbie show. Do what you want." She ran back into the bedroom. Whatever. Um, but you know, that's the childlike reaction of yeah. I'm mad. I'm going to scream. I'm going to kick. I'm going to throw punches. You know, it's not right. a mature thing. And that's kind of where we're going with this, obviously. Right. Yeah. And, and when she's 18 and rewatches all these podcasts, cause she knows she will, um, uh, she's going <laughs> to hear that story and be mad. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it's the same with Graham. He's four. Right. He, yeah. You know, I don't. He doesn't really throw temper tantrums. There are mm-hmm. moments though that are pretty close. Yeah. And it doesn't happen a whole lot, but you know, especially when he's tired or something. Mm-hmm. You know, but the thing about it is, there are there are a lot of kids that whose parents give in, you know, and they let the children kind of boss them around, and you know, mm-hmm. they're just going to be a friend to them, uh, and so they learn like later on in life that they can. They can throw a temper tantrum. Yep. Uh, you know, and I'm not going to bring up a personal story that I saw with a parent. I saw a parent do something that I, it made me sick to my stomach because they were letting the child walk all over them. And I was like, mm, that's not, that's not going to look cute when she's 25 years old. Parenting is uh, another episode. <laughs> we're going to tag that one. I'm putting it in there, but that's another episode parenting. Yeah. But I mean, so, <laughs> but anyway, uh, and, and, but that's maybe one of the reasons why, Sure, you know, there are adults, they never grew in that maturity as they were younger. Right. So they never developed that. That's right. Yeah. So let's move on to the next one. So, um, the third and final typical response, uh, to this, to this question, or if somebody, you know, hurts you or you've, I'm getting tired of repeating it if you find a conflict or a stressor is to withdraw, right? To withdraw. Uh, <laughs> and to withdraw means of course, to isolate and ignore, uh, a characteristic of withdrawal is to build up a wall mm-hmm. rather than admit that you're hurt, that you need help. It's right. to ghost people. It's to, you know, stay in your, your room, uh, and not talk to anybody. And it's different from sulking because sulking, there's a visible upsetness. You know, like you're going around and you're mopey. And maybe you even act kind of like, you act disappointed and you are kind of, you want again, off, off-putting. Yeah, you kind of like, yeah. Withdrawal is different in that you are you are moving yourself away from the person. You don't want to be around them. You know, it's the silent treatment, Which... you know, all of that stuff. Well, until you said silent treatment. Now I can't say what I was going to say. I was going to say, which might be the healthiest of all of these, but then you said it gives you the silent treatment. I was like, well, no, now it's not anymore. <laughs> so, but, yeah, it seems like this might be, but again, you have a problem right? and you have an issue that you're not addressing. Correct. And that, I can speak from personal experience, is the real problem. Is it, sh- sure, there's, maybe it will die down for a while, but the underlying issue does not go away. And 
I'm preaching to myself right now. I'm like looking at myself in the camera. It doesn't go away um, because I ignored it. And yeah. especially conflicts with my wife or my coworkers. Um, I, it does not just go away because we ignore it. Uh, sometimes it can actually make future interactions even worse yeah. um, because you have failed to acknowledge what was going on. Right. Um, I do want to say, too, that not only do we do these with people that, you know, disappoint us or, or whatever, or we do so to other people because of our stressors or other conflict in our life. We may mm -hmm. act this way to other people that aren't even, they didn't do anything to you. Right. But we also can do this with God. Mm -hmm. You know, when we face good point. Other, other things, we can sulk. We can approach God and say, like, why are you doing to this to me? I don't yeah. deserve this. And and not try to learn anything from our experience. Not try to communicate with God, you know, what you need is just complaining. Um, and uh, and to, to go around and be mopey and to, you know, kind of have that attitude towards him. We also can do that with, we can be angry at God. Uh, because of our circumstances and what we're in. And this third one, I feel like, is very relevant with God. We just are silent to Him. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we get in a situation, and if we have very little faith maturity, our response may not be to jump into prayer at that moment and hand it to God and depend upon Him. And those things are easy to say, and faith maturity and spiritual maturity that develops even more and more uh and so again like these these things not only uh relate to individuals other people but they can relate to to god too and that can show us our spiritual maturity in connection with our emotional maturity um before we get into the the next part of this I want to just reemphasize that these are unattractive qualities. They are. Uh, I mean, they're they're childlike. They are immature. I mean, these are things that you might expect of a a toddler or a child, an adolescent, maybe a teenager. You know, you would expect these things from those individuals. But when you're an adult. These are not these are not qualities. It's not like I said. It's it's not cute when you're 25. It's really not cute when you're in your 40s or in or in your 60s. I, I would argue it's not cute ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, right. But I mean, like some some people, they're like, oh, he's getting all pouty. Like he's two years older. No. He's one, and he's like. <laughs> but yeah, so like. But they're unattractive qualities. Right. They're, they're not mature qualities. Correct. They don't show somebody that is a stable, well-adjusted adult. It shows somebody that's unstable. Perhaps it shows somebody that is needy. Yeah. Um, and, and so these are unattractive qualities um, that they, they damage relationships. Uh, you know, if you're looking to settle down with somebody someday if you haven't done so already these are really off-putting to a lot of people 
And if they they see you acting in that way, they may just drop you. <laughs> I mean, like they're just unattractive qualities, uh, and they're they're harmful qualities in in our relationships, and they distance us from the people that we care about most, right? The ones that we most emotionally depend on. Mm-hmm. If we respond in this way when they let us down. If we can't solve our problems and our conflict with one another, what's going to happen? You're going to live in a loveless marriage. (laughs) You're going to end your relationships with other people. You're not going to be able to keep friendships for very long. So it's, it's awful if we remain in an immature emotional state when we need to move past that as adults. Uh, and as Christians especially, because even worse, I think everything that we've talked about re- tonight reflects spiritual qualities that we should grow in that mark a Christian. Right. Right. I have a passage that I want to turn to and, and look at that, but Logan, do you have any comments or questions, or not Not questions, do you have any comments? Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I, but... but... No, but seriously, uh, the uh, I think that it's just important to remember that this is about being going from point A to point B. Um, just because you practice practice one of these qualities, or you see somebody who does, does not mean that that's that that's just who they are. This is a maturity thing. Uh, I don't look at my four year old and say, "Well, that's just who she is. She's never going to get any taller." Um, she's going to mature. She's going to get bigger. She's going to get smarter. She's way smarter than me already. Um, and (laughs) so she's, those maturities are going to happen. Emotional maturity, uh, happens on different paces though. Um, mental maturity happens on different paces, depending on your education and where you grow up. Um, physical maturity generally happens on the same pace for the most part, but obviously there's differences. Um, but regardless, emotional maturity is not that's just who you are it's a i need to grow in this way so that i can better deal with other people around me um, and ultimately be a better person for it yeah you know i I think about and and i think in the church we recognize spiritual maturity as something that really can vary with age you know of course we 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 talk about how you know the longer you are a Christian, typically, if you are making use of that time, you become wise. But I've also heard young people being told by older people that they are wise beyond their years, right? I don't know if you've ever got that compliment, Logan. I have not. (laughs) I'm kidding. I have, actually. Um, Yeah. I was like, they don't know me. But I did get the compliment. Yeah, I I have too, but like when when I hear that I'm like I have so much more to grow. I, I right. mean like but yeah, so but but there's Well the, and my my whole my question this is way off topic, but my question was always like what like I feel I I, I don't want to meet the people of my age that you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But But yeah, so these things that we're talking about, there are spiritual qualities linked to them. And I want to read uh, a passage from Colossians chapter 3. Colossians 3 is one of my favorite 
chapters in all the Bible because it talks about the new the new creation, the new person. What are we supposed to be like since we've been raised with Christ? What are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to look like? What are we supposed to pursue? Um, and he starts in verse 12, the New American Standard Version. Paul says, So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved. Right? We're beloved by God. We're chosen. We're set apart. We're holy. Put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. So this is a kind of character that we're to pursue as Christians. And sulking and being quick to anger and isolating ourselves from other people, that doesn't sound like that to me. That sounds like I'm not being patient. That sounds like I'm being selfish and not humble. I'm not being kind. I'm not forgiving. I'm not being gentle. I'm not being compassionate. I'm not being, the word is not there, but empathetic. And I think that that's, that's part of this too. Mm-hmm. So what makes us think that if we are to continue in Christ, that we can allow ourselves to characteristically respond in this way. I'm, and I'll say that because none of us are perfect. And and there may be something that happens to us that it's just the straw that breaks the camel's back and we get angry or we start to sulk or we isolate for somebody. But we should never be in the state. We should definitely grow beyond these things being our characteristic response to the small stresses, to the little disappointments here and there. You know, I didn't like the way that they, uh, I asked them, I asked them to fold the laundry and they didn't. So I'm not going to talk to them all day long. It's laundry. <laughs> I mean, like, or I asked them to get me a, uh, a, a coffee with sugar and cream and they brought it to me black so i'm gonna i'm not gonna i'm gonna be angry and irate at them i'm gonna be i'm gonna isolate myself from them and treat them poorly and is that is that really a christian response to everyday disappointments and 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 conflicts and, and problems that should not be our characteristic way of living if it is if you find yourself there i mean we've got We've got to move past that. We've got to move past that immature. Uh, move past this being our typical way of responding to things. Right. Absolutely. No, and that's and it, the moving is what I think we need to hone in on. Just the moving past, growing up. Yeah. So it's, it's not a stagnant thing. Um, <clears throat> and that and that should be all aspects of our life. Um, my relationship with God can't get stagnant because then I'm going to start losing it. Um, when I haven't been to the gym in a, quite a while and, uh, but luckily I have a physical, semi-physical demanding job. And so I'm not losing a significant amount of muscle, just, uh, just more than I would like. But, uh, but you know, you, if you're sediment in an area, you're going to lose it. And if, uh, you're immature in an area, 
then it's time to mature. Right. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, we're going to take a quick you break. You probably could have. No. No, no we're going to take a quick break, though, and we're going to talk about the converse to these things, uh, the, the counterpoints to each one. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, we want to remind you to please like and follow, subscribe, share our content so that other people can see that, so that you... Uh, we'll be aware of, of when we are posting, when we are, um, you know, putting out new content. So please do those things. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on Twitter, Instagram. We have Facebook, YouTube, and now we're on Rumble as well. If you like watching videos on Rumble, uh, and maybe you're watching this on Rumble, uh, we hope that you will find us there as well. Um, we want to acknowledge the Ministry League uh, because they are wonderful partners of ours. They have an incredible app. Uh, if you haven't downloaded the app yet, I don't know what you're waiting for, <laughs> but there's a lot of content on there. Uh, it's one of the best ways that you can watch or listen uh, to Bearing Up. Uh, so you can listen to that there. All of our episodes are there. Uh, as well as many episodes from many different podcasts in the Ministry League Network. So go check them out. Also, we want to ask you to please support us by checking out the Bearing Up Shop. Uh, there's lots of new stuff on there, uh, including a Rep Your Convictions product line that we have uh, put out. And maybe I'll include some photos of some things that uh, are on there. Um, but those are great conversation pieces, uh, things that you can, uh, you know, rep your convictions. You are representing, you've got uh, a conversation uh, piece for you uh, as you're going out and you're interacting in the world. Uh, so please go check those things out. Again, thanks so much for watching. We're going to continue this episode. So welcome back. Uh, we're going to, again, talk about the converse to immaturity talk about what direction that we're going to be moving towards if we find ourselves in any of these uh having these characteristic responses to stress and conflict and, and whatnot uh now i do want to start off and again kind of mention that well-adjusted adults oftentimes learn these things from their parents. We sort of alluded to this, and we didn't say that particularly, but most well-adjusted adults that operate in society and don't, you know, respond in these ways and dramatic and very mm -hmm. easily triggered ways. Uh, and I'm glad we used the word triggered because that should tell you something. Anyway, <laughs> uh, most well-adjusted adults... Yeah, it it that that tells you something though about never mind. Most most well-adjusted adults learn these things from their parents. There's a lot of not well-adjusted adults, but I, okay, I'm really done. Uh, there are those that you meet though, in you know later their in their later years, um, and they never developed an emotional maturity beyond that of 
you know, a 13 or 14 year old, um, mm-hmm. you know, and they've maintained that, um, you know, throughout, you know, the rest of their rest of their life. Uh, and that's not an insult. Um, it's not an insult to say that they never got the chance to learn this from their parents. What it means is that because they didn't have that kind of upbringing, it is on them to learn that as adults, right? The the well-adjusted adults that got that way because of their parents, you know, that's a great blessing. But not everybody has parents that, you know, raise them to, to be, you know, rational and patient and, mm-hmm. you know, other things like that. And so you have to learn that almost without a, an adult teaching you. You, you. you have to learn that in other ways. Right. And so that's, that's very difficult for a lot of people and why a lot of people don't ever find that. And they keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again, uh, you know, well into their later years, into their, you know, midlife and, and sometimes beyond. Uh, and it's very sad to find that situation but there's, it's not that there's no hope that that they can't find uh, emotional maturity. Right. So the the converse to the the first response, the sulking, mm-hmm. is communication. Communication, right? And this could be you know in each a response with each one of these things, and it doesn't necessarily. I have think to a do lot of these sulking. are probably interchangeable. I think probably they all are. Um, I think they probably all are in some way uh, because because they are healthy. You know, they yes. are healthy, mature ways of responding. And so communication. And that really has to do with the ability to explain oneself and the emotions that one is feeling. Right. So, you know, sulking and festering and isolating you know, all of those things, each one of those things that we discussed at the beginning, they don't accomplish anything. And as long as the emotional need is not expressed, nothing is going to improve. You can't reconcile. You can't fix things unless somebody hears you out. You know, you explain why you're feeling negatively towards them. You know, again, you know, if you get mad at somebody over something that they didn't know that they did wrong. They may have thought that they had done something good by you. Mm-hmm. And and you didn't take it the right way. They may be completely ignorant of it and find that you are treating them poorly and not really know what to do or say. Why not just explain that to them? Why not just <clears throat> communicate that, that problem or that strife? Well, and one thing you said is, you know, about... What, what's healthy and what's mature. And, and again, this is about maturity and progression. Um, because I know folks and met some of them, I don't know how many of my coworkers at work listen to my podcast. I, I know that there's probably a few. Um, but there are people that I work with that uh, do, they will go into sulk mode. And they want you to know that they're upset, but they don't want to deal with it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they just want you to know you should feel bad. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, but you know that's not that's not progress. How, how does that help anybody in any way, shape, or form? It doesn't. Um, and uh, and so communication is the opposite of that, and, and that's right. why communication is the opposite of that. Because hey, you made me mad. Well, I did that because blah 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 blah. Oh, well, that makes more sense. Now I see it from your side. Now I don't have to sulk around. I mean, maybe it's not that simple, but sometimes that's what, it can be. <laughs> but sometimes it is. I, yeah. I mean, just hearing somebody else's point of view can sometimes make you feel, make you uh, realize that oh, their actions actually make sense from their point of view. So that's that. But, yeah. but that's what communication does for us, and <clears throat> that's why. That's why men will struggle with the sulking because we don't, we aren't, men generally aren't good communicators. I'm a terrible communicator. I thought I was a great communicator until I got married. <laughs> there, um, there you go. Until you like, you really have to communicate. And then it was time to communicate and I was not good at it. So, um, uh, anyway, uh, that's, you know, communication is key. Right. And, and expressing we your brought feelings. up communication a lot. Yeah. Sorry. It, no, no, I'm no, I'm. What I'm saying is, we've we've brought up communication a lot in previous episodes, and that just goes to show how important this is. Correct. Right? This is a this is an area that that we need to grow in. If we if we have not achieved that ability, you know, the ability to explain oneself and where you're coming from, you know, that's something that needs to be pursued. All right, so number two, we could say this is a response to anger, but again, I think that it can be, you know, like you said, Logan, applicable for all of them, uh, and that is emotional regulation. Uh, being able to regulate our emotions, to, to have the capacity to stay calm and to monitor our emotions, mm-hmm. right? It's not wrong to feel a certain way about something. And the truth is, somebody might have done something to you, or there may be a conflict or stressor in your life, and it is, you know, it's very legitimate that you feel that way. Correct. Like, you have been betrayed. You know, you have been, you know, and so your feelings are founded. That that might be very true. But that's not an excuse to behave irrationally. Correct. Right? You can feel the emotion. You can even use those emotions in productive ways, uh, processing things, you know, grief. You can process emotion in a, in a healthy way, but the emotions, the feelings that we have should not cause us to act in ways that are unhealthy, that break relationships, that tear down, that add tension, that add more conflict to the already present conflict. So... I want to say, and this may be hard to hear for some individuals, a person with little emotional regulation has the habit of quitting their job within a few days or a few months, a few weeks, you know, because they may be feeling particularly stressed or they, they may be feeling that, and they don't even count the cost. They, they quit their job and then they have no income and they don't really know what they're going to do. But, Somebody with a good emotional regulation recognizes that there's going to be days that are bad. There's going to be days where you want to quit. You know, there are days that, you know, 
I, you know, I, I want to quit, right? Because of a stress. But do I really take that in full stride? Is that a real temptation that I have that I'm in danger of making that decision? No, mm -hmm. because I realize how important this job is for me and how important it is for other people. And, I, you know, I just cannot make that decision. I'm going Correct. to be rational about this. Right. Those with little emotional regulation, they're the kind of individuals that they don't have stability in their life right? because they <laughs> act on these emotions and they don't see the upside sometimes and they focus so much on the negative. Right. Well, and, and a lot of that boils down to it, it, life's not black and white. Right. Right. And we can't live it like it is. We can't go from hot to cold and react in those situations. Um, and a lot of times that's what anger thrives on, especially unhealthy anger. Um, a healthy anger is going to stay angry because there's actual reason and it's validated. Yeah. And an unhealthy anger will fizzle out. And maybe that's why I am tend to withdraw because I'd rather not get angry. But... We'll come to that in a minute. But, um, you know, an unhealthy anger is going to take you from black to white, from hot to cold, and vice versa, like yeah. that. And uh, that's when the emotional deregulation of your mental capacity and your emotional capacity uh, is like like a, like an ocean in a storm. I mean, it's just going yeah. all over the place. Tossed to and fro. You Correct. Know, as, the, as the Bible talks about with Yep. You know, and and that can be a part of this, too. You know, mm -hmm. you hear something, you know, you're taught something, you hear something that, that goes against what you believed in Scripture. And it's like, oh, well, maybe I believe that now. And I don't hold to what I've been holding to for forever. Yeah. You know, um, so, but I'm glad you talked about that in the black and white kind of way, mm -hmm. because if you have a bad day at work and you see life that way, it, you might assume, well, if I had a bad day today, this must be a bad job. This must be, I, I shouldn't be doing this, you know, or you have a particular day that's like, I, I'm about to be worn out. I don't know if I can handle this. Right. Therefore, I can't handle this job. I'm going to quit, you know, and, and I'm, I'm talking about the, the job thing because a lot of people experience that. And I've seen people cause a lot of stress in their own life is instability in their own life because of their own choices. It's their own choices that are based in emotional immaturity that cause them to lead this. It's almost like a reciprocal cyclical path where there's upset, there's stressors, there's something, and then their life changes drastically right. and then something happens and you know, it, it's, and it's, it's it's really this area in their life that they if if they would emotionally mature and recognize that it's not black and white and i was talking to emily about this and i wanted to mention this you know they say that you know you'll do what you love you know as a job and you'll never work a day in your life mm -hmm. i don't believe that's true <laughs> i mean you can enjoy your job for the most part, right? You can enjoy a lot of aspects, maybe most of the aspects of your job. But I doubt that you're going to 
not consider it as work when you have to go somewhere and you know do something for several hours of the day when you could be out fishing or you know doing something else that you enjoy right you have the you know habitual act of going to this place or doing this thing and you know you have a commitment it's it's work right and you may love doing it but it's work right and there there are going to be bad days with ministry i think this is the greatest job that there is i really do i'm so blessed to do the greatest thing that you can do uh in in my opinion right that's that's what i think but do i find hard days absolutely are there days where i'm like i don't know if i can handle this absolutely but i'm not going to quit over that i'm not going to just you know allow that stress to cause me to act in ways that i should not act correct right and same with relationships right i may have a bad day with emily right i don't think i've ever had a bad day with emily (laughs) but eventually i will probably uh you know that happens we're gonna get married sure we're gonna have bad days does that mean i'm gonna like give up on her because we had a bad day no absolutely not no because i'm planning to make that commitment to her for life right and so i mean somebody who's well adjusted and mature emotionally they're going to recognize that you know i'm feeling this thing right right and i'm but i'm not going to allow it to take control of me that's it i'm ranting i am no you're good and i i love it but that's 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 what it is and control and what are you allowing to control your life are you allowing your emotions and your immaturity (laughs) to control your life or are you going to take control and say because that's what mature people do and so you may be mentally mature but emotionally immature and that's the the niche where you can say man i am emotionally immature because you realize that you may not be mentally mature and not realizing that you're being emotionally mature and so there's a pathway but ultimately the end goal is to always mature physically you don't have a choice you're gonna mature but spiritually and mentally and emotionally sometimes those things get put on the back burner right and we don't mature in those areas and i think emotionally is probably the worst it it, definitely right there with spiritual maturity but mental emotional maturity gets put on the back burner behind physically mentally spiritually like our emotions will just fall in line that's not the case yeah since, since we talked about this and and i and i think i said before like this has nothing to do with intellectual maturity correct right you could be incredibly smart and and you could be incredibly book smart and you could be the smartest person in the room and and yet act when you face conflict you can act like you're an adolescent yep um and and i, I want to say this too there is a huge, huge uh, uptick in the importance of mental health uh, over the past couple, several decades, in the last few decades especially. And and there's a lot of mental health, mental health, mental health. We're going to focus on mental health. But I wonder if we focused on emotional health, 
if we would have as many problems with mental health. Because I feel like a lot of those things, mental health is a result. A lot of problems come sometimes because of our circumstances and what we're dealing with and trauma, past things, relationships. And, you know, people develop, you know, all kinds of things because of, you know, what's going on in their life. And if they don't have the emotional maturity to act in reasonable and responsible ways, it may cause them a lot of stress. It may cause them to to develop depression. It may cause them to develop some other some other issues that they have. And they are connected. I do want to say they are connected, or they're they're connected and they're disconnected, mm-hmm. right? Well, um, the 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 analogy that I've I've used for this similar topic before is our lives are like strands. Let me explain. Your mental health, your emotional health, and your spiritual health. Um, your and, and your physical health. They're all four wrapped together. And they're or they're yeah. they're all strands. They're all strands by themselves. And they're all painted. They're all painted their own color, but they're all braided together. Yeah. Now, I can isolate my mental health and it's its own thing, but guess what? It paint rubbed off on the others. And okay. that maybe it's yellow. And the paint rubbed off on the others. And because they're intertwined, they're constantly meshing with one another. So, yes, I can isolate my mental health. I can isolate my spiritual health. I can isolate my emotional health and maturity. But ultimately, they're still tied together, making me who I am. Therefore, if I isolate one and only focus on one, and that's the strongest one, I'm going to be leaning on that one, which is fine. But it does not. it's not totally separate. They all need to be intertwined. We all need, we need to be progressing, mature. We all need to be maturing in each category individually, so that they can come together as one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am looking at our time, and we are going to kind of speed this up here towards the end. But I do want to talk about our final two things, uh, and there's two. We have a long break, one. so yeah. Okay, but um, the the third. Um, converse uh thing the the thing that we can grow in mature in maturity is openness right openness is the capacity to be vulnerable right uh and and that's that's crucial in in relationships as well and how we're dealing with things and and again like how we are able to deal with with other stressors and conflict too the the emotionally mature recognize their own weakness and failures and open themselves up emotionally in ways that are real. They're, they're honest. You know, they, they tell people what they're feeling and they are open to trust others knowing full well that it may cause them harm. Mm-hmm. Right. It may, it may cause somebody to, and, and one example of this is somebody's done something wrong to you, but because you're open about how you're feeling and what you're talking about. You use communication. They're intertwined. And you talk to that person and you tell them what you feel. I feel that what you did to me really hurt me. And, you know, they, they might just retaliate. They might they may look at this thing and they may not treat it because maybe they don't have emotional maturity. And, and so they say, how dare you not? 
I can't believe you thought that was offensive, or I can't believe that you got angry at me over that. You know, but somebody who's open is open to the reality that that might happen. But they want to have the capacity to trust others. They want to have the capacity of allowing healing to take place. Because if we're closed off, if we're isolated, if we don't allow for communication to happen, then nothing gets solved. Nothing gets fixed. So by being open, by forcing oneself to be vulnerable and saying, I know I might get hurt for saying this, or I might get hurt for doing this, you know, but I'm just going to be real. I'm going to be me. I'm going to let them know, you know, where I am, and I'm going to open myself up uh, to get hurt, perhaps. Um, But that's important, because the mature realize that honesty is the best policy. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and this is a big one for me because it goes back to my struggle with withdrawing. It's coming in and being who you are and just explaining. And the thing that I've had to realize <clears throat> is that my wife's on my side. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Duh, Logan. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but that when I do this, she's much less likely to be like, why? It, 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 she's much less likely, actually probably from... 99% to 0% likely to um, to bring it back up because we've actually had a conversation about it now as opposed to me withdrawing and trying to ignore it but when I'm open and say hey I didn't like how you did this she can say well great I'm glad you brought that up because I also didn't like how you did this perfect now we're having an open conversation yeah. um, and uh, and that's that's what healthy relationships do yeah. um, you know and maybe you know, we go back to work because most everybody has a job. Um, but like with my work environment, there are a handful of people I can do that with. There's a handful I don't, I can't. Um, and uh, but the ones that I am open with, I have a better relationship with. So um, anyway, I'll leave that where that's at. Yeah. Okay. So the fourth point and yes. final point is yes. something that I personally have added uh, because I feel like this is. I feel like we can't really have this conversation without talking about special empathy, right? Yeah. (laughs) Empathy. Um, that, yeah, again, it's something that has to do with emotional maturity because the emotionally mature, they're able to set their perspective to the side. They still recognize their perspective. Maybe they can't see fully past it, but they put it to the side enough to attempt to understand where others are coming from. And that has to do with being compassionate towards others. Right? Somebody's wronged you. Okay? Well, maybe there was something that set them off. Maybe there's something that I did that I didn't even realize that I did. And I was actually the first offender. You know, or maybe it has nothing to do with me. They had a really bad day. and They took it out on me. Or maybe they're tired. Or maybe they didn't think about what they were saying. And some people, you know, we as human beings will, you know, stick our foot in our mouth every once in a while because we say something. Maybe we didn't mean it or or maybe we 
weren't even really thinking about what we were saying, or maybe it just came off in a weird tone or something like that. There was no ill intent behind it, but it just came out a certain way. And, you know, uh, you know, so trying to understand where people are coming from, uh, and recognizing that, you know, this life isn't all about you, <laughs> right? And, and that's something that the emotionally immature don't understand. You know, like, if I'm hurt, then, you know, the world has to cater to me, right? The world has to figure out what's wrong with me. The world can just deal with my anger, mm-hmm. you know, you know, like a child, give me my space. You know, <laughs> yes. And that's, it's like a child does. Mm-hmm. And that's emotionally immature. So having empathy, recognizing that, you know, maybe somebody legitimately forgot, you know, an engagement that you're supposed to have with somebody to call you or to go get coffee or something like that. Maybe they legitimately forgot. What are you gonna, how are you going to respond about that? I mean, maybe there was no ill intent. Maybe there was no, you know, something came up. They forgot to write it down in their planner. You know, they, you know, there was something that happened and they just didn't do that. Or, I don't know, maybe, maybe there's something else that happens and it's just like things didn't turn out the way that I wanted them to. Well, and it's not just trying to understand where people come from when they harm you. Right. But Empathy. understanding <laughs> that, oh, I'm, I was just going to say this one thing. I'll let you, Are you good? I'll let no, you. go ahead. Um, but also understanding that the way that I respond towards people may hurt them. Right. The way that I show my feelings through sulking or anger or isolation, that may hurt somebody else. That might put strain on my relationship with that other person. So I need to have empathy with them and withhold those things from them, not respond in those kinds of ways to hurt them. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to say this about empathy. I'm going to just make it short and sweet. I'm going to quote the Bible. There you go. The idea the summarization of empathy for me is the golden rule. Yeah. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Yeah. Um, that's what empathy is about. So when someone is sulking, when someone is having an angry outburst, how would I want to be treated if I'm doing that? Uh, when you're the person who's sulking, am I, am I treat, am I doing what I would want them to do to me? Um, and that's basically what empathy boils down to. But the problem with that is that is it, that's an extremely mature thing. And if you're an emotionally immature person who, who struggles with some of these things, um, like I have been in my life and probably sometimes still am. Yeah. Uh, I think we all do. In you some miss capacity. that. You miss that empathy because it is all about you and it's a mm-hmm. humility and a, golden rule jesus said it just treat others the way you want to be treated yeah i'm so glad you brought that up because that is probably the very first rule that we teach children it is right because they have these tendencies right (laughs) they have these tendencies and so the very first rule that we try to teach children you know it's it's posted in every kindergarten class you know, across the United States, the mm-hmm. golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated, yep. you know, and 
it's posted there and it's so you know widespread because that's what they need yep. they, they need in Reminders. order to be well addressed in order to treat people the way that they should be treated they have to be reminded correct i need to this is the way that i need to go this is and you know as parents you know, train up a child the way he should go that's probably the first rule that you should teach your children i'm not going to tell you how to parent not so i will <laughs> Maybe in another episode I will. There you go. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, at that, never mind. <laughs> so, but thank you so much for uh, for listening or watching today. Absolutely. Uh, I think this has been a good episode. It's been a little bit. I've different. loved it. It's been fun. Uh, so, but Logan, he's he's got our servant spotlight, which he will get to in a moment after he leads us in prayer. Let's pray together. <clears throat> Dear God, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for the freedom we have to talk about topics that uh, sometimes aren't fun for us. Uh, Lord, I, I pray that you touch the hearts of people who need to be touched and you touch the mouths of those who can speak to them. You know, I pray that, that those who hear this message tonight, God, are touched by it and that they, uh, that they self-evaluate. God, I pray that Zach and I are also always self-evaluating, that we're not just up on a high horse the God that we self-evaluate and we come into every conversation with a humble heart. Lord, we thank you. We love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Tonight's Servant Spotlight. Today, on the day of this recording, it's a week ago from when you're watching it, it's Veterans Day. And so the Servant Spotlight today is Veterans Day. I don't specifically have veterans in my family, uh, at least a few generations back, so I, I can't even think of one. Um, you might have to go back to the Civil War. But... Um, but Veterans Day is a very important day because it honors, Memorial Day honors those men who died in combat. Mem Veterans Day honors the ones who came back. And so if you didn't think a veteran, do it today. Um, you know, a lot of them will still wear their hats as a badge of honor because they, they did something that I do not have the courage to do. So, um, honor them, thank one if you see them and, uh, hope you have a blessed day. Thanks for watching. <laughs>